If you're about to be executed and the one person who can save you starts drawing stuff in the dirt, you may get a little concerned. Did I mention that one person is Jesus? Hi, I'm Josh. Welcome to Honestly Radio. In my life, I've met a lot of angry people, upset over this or that. Maybe you're one of them. And you feel justified in your position, blasting people and issues on the internet. And you might say, but Josh, I'm filled with a righteous anger. And I would question, are you really? Or could it be, and mind you, this is just a hypothetical, that it's more likely that you are just self-righteous and filled with a lot of anger. Hold on. Don't go yet. Let's take a beat, zoom out, and look at ourselves from a distance. It gives a bit more clarity when we can ask the question, what does my life imitate? The life of Jesus or the tactics of Satan? Because if you want to be angry with sin, I say great. Start with your own. Focus there. That should give you a full lifetime of righteous anger. Hate your own sin and love Jesus. In John chapter 8, we see a group of church leaders who are angry. They probably would have described it as a righteous anger too. Jesus was up early speaking at the temple, and soon a large group of people crowded around, so he sat down and taught them. We'll pick it up at verse 3 in the New Living Translation. As he was speaking, the teachers of religious law and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in the act of adultery. They put her in front of the crowd. The law of Moses says to stone her. What do you say? They were trying to trap him into saying something that they could use against him. But Jesus stooped down and wrote in the dust with his finger. They kept demanding an answer, so he stood up again and said, All right, but let the one who has never sinned throw the first stone. Then he stooped down again and wrote in the dust. You see, no one really knows what Jesus wrote in the sand that day. Scholars think it was merely a tactic used to give people a chance to think. What we do know is this. Jesus didn't pick up a rock to throw at this guilty woman. He also didn't hand out rocks to his followers. He wasn't filled with anger at her because she had sinned. He didn't call her names and shame her. Instead, he saved her life. You see, the religious leaders were testing Jesus. If Jesus rejected the law, he would lose all credibility. But if he followed the law, as written, it would completely erase everything he said about compassion and forgiveness. Quick note, the law is a mirror. It reveals our imperfections. This was largely the way they connected with God in the Old Testament. The problem with the law, though, it does nothing to help us overcome our imperfections. The law offered this woman certain death. She was guilty of sin as we are guilty of sin and as those religious leaders were guilty of sin. What she needed is what we desperately need, a Savior. The law is there to point us to Jesus. It's why Christ said he came to fulfill the law and not destroy it. So what does Christ do? He turns the mirror back on those men. He quotes scripture, OT, that being Old Testament, Deuteronomy from chapters 13 and and chapter 17, where the witnesses of a crime could only participate in an execution if they were not guilty of the same sin. Jesus says, let the one who has never sinned throw the first stone. We pick it back up in verse 9. When the accusers heard this, they slipped away one by one, beginning with the oldest until only Jesus was left in the middle of the crowd with the woman. 
the only one there who could have performed that execution under the law was Jesus. The only one who was holy enough, righteous enough. But what does Jesus do? Does he pick up the rock under the law? That's what she deserves. And guess what? She knows it. You can imagine for her, every moment is torture. Beyond the public humiliation, shame and pain from being drugged through the streets, every breath caught in her lungs as she waited to be buried beneath the rocks. Scripture says this, Jesus stood up again and said to the woman, Where are your accusers? Didn't even one of them condemn you? No, Lord, she said. And Jesus said, Neither do I. Go and sin no more. Another way we could translate this into English would be, leave your life of sin. Once again, Christ is not only concerned about her temporary life on earth, but also her eternal home in heaven. He wants to redeem her here and offer her salvation at home with God. Notice in the beginning, the church leaders burst on the scene making loud demands and calling for a public murder. But when confronted with the truth, with Jesus, they quietly slipped away. The New King James Version says they were convicted by their conscience. But later, they would argue again with Jesus. We see this in verse 39, and the topic centers around identity. Who is Jesus? Who are they? The leaders say, we're children of Abraham. Jesus says, if that were true, your actions would show it. You would do as Abraham did. Then the leaders say, God is our father. Jesus says, no, if that were true, you would love me. You would understand the things I say and do. Jesus says, no, your daddy is Satan. And you can tell because you act just like him. That's why I am so confusing to you. From verse 44, Jesus is talking about the enemy, the devil. He says he was a murderer from the beginning. He always hated the truth because there's no truth in him. When he lies, it is consistent with his character, for he is a liar and the father of lies. My question for you today, what is in your heart? Who is your true spiritual father? Is it shown in your words? Is it shown in your actions? When you speak to others, do you offer words of life, encouragement, redemption, and salvation? Or do you ignore your own faults, only recognizing those in others, and speak condemnation, death, and judgment? What do you want your life to look like? Is it Jesus? You see, when we recognize our desperate need for a Redeemer, for a Savior, hopefully it helps us to see that's what others desperately need too. The Bible says, all have sinned. All have fallen short. We all need Jesus. And if we know Christ, the world desperately needs us to show it. Drop the rocks and speak life, hope, healing, redemption, and salvation. Because if Jesus is your daddy, that's what he would do. Thank you for joining us today on Honestly Radio. It's our joy to connect you with God's word and teaching. If you want to help our ministry, you can do it by leaving a rating on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok. Thank you for helping us share God's Word and teaching. We want to encourage you today to connect with God in prayer, in the Bible, and through the local church. This has been my daily reminder on Honestly Radio. Remember, live honestly, be blessed. We'll see you next time.